Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 375. I'm talking with Chef David Witt on sobriety in the kitchen, restaurant life balance, and motivational content. This, this is an exciting episode for me because you know our life. We're all about the unsung hospitality heroes, giving back, ushering in future leaders of this industry. Myself being able to look back at the past, the successes, the failures, and be able to think about reimagining this industry. One of the things that we're always so committed to is finding people who have a story to tell. And I think all of you have a story to tell. We've been told you're just a cook, smile's part of your uniform, leave your shit at the door. And the reality is we are so much more than just what goes on the plate, just what goes in the glass, just what goes into those steps of service. And anytime we can find somebody who's willing to put themselves out there, like I tell you, I am looking for you. I am searching through social media, through posts, through engagements, like I will find you. And David is exactly one of those person reached out cold and messaged me and I'm going to read you a, a little bit of what David wrote. And David is now here on the show has manifested this opportunity to start telling his story. Very excited about this. All right. I'm going to read this quick. Uh, hey, Jensen, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I listen to it every day on my way to work and my way home. Putting in these 14 to 16 hour days while trying to be there for my fiance and two kids is pretty rough sometimes. Trying to balance work life and family life is very difficult. I get so much inspiration, ideas, motivation from listening to your podcast. It gets me through the rough times. I'm an alcoholic, drug addict in recovery, been sober for over four years now. Working in this industry has been rough while trying to stay sober. I believe my story could really resonate with some people. You make great content. You make me laugh. You give me the let's get up and go all caps like it when I'm feeling out of it. Really, truly honored, humbled, appreciate that. It's you. You're doing it. I just try to hold space for the opportunity for that to happen. So let's bring David in here to talk with us. David, I was so... So great to see you. So excited to have you on. Uh, reading this back again, like it, it gives me goosebumps. I just, this is what I live for. Like you and I are connected now. You are now manifesting content. You're putting your story out there. You're challenging yourself, challenging us as indus an industry. Uh, and this is like the beginning of something for you. I absolutely know that. I don't know where it's going to go, what we're going to end up doing together, but like you're on that path now. And so, you know, like, first tell tell me tell us all like why did you reach out what what kind of spurred that on for you well just uh li listening to your podcast you know and um I, there's a couple other ones i listened to as well but when i found best served i was like all right this is my jam right here you well, who else do you listen to let's give them shout outs too all right i gotta shout out uh david galetti he does the susio talk podcast which nice. is freaking dope man lots of the same content as you man you'd awesome. love it it's it's right up your alley 
Uh, me and, and him he reached out to me after you posted about us getting connected. And so I'm sure we'll have him on or vice versa. Like this is, this is connecting people. I love it. Keep going. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel LaRoche does a podcast called unknown flavors, which is fire too. You know, yeah. he's got some big name dudes on there and, uh, the Dave Chang podcast as well. Everyone knows Dave Chang and the Momofuku brand and everything Oops. like that. So he's awesome. I love that. I mean, just to be mentioned uh, with any of those, I think is a huge honor for us with what we do. So, so thank you for that. And look, I appreciate you throwing dabs and like, and giving us some props, but like, that's not what it's about for me. What it's about for me is now this is, this is your story and your journey and you get to bring it out to people because as you mentioned, it's going to resonate with some people. So many of us have struggled with substance abuse and addiction and, and self-abuse and we forget about self-hospitality right we leave it all on the field we take care of the guests we forget about ourselves so you've had to reimagine that uh motivation you mentioned that specifically and i really want to make sure that we talk about motivational content like we need it we just get ground up in this industry and you mentioned that you actually do meditation manifestation and you're here now so what is it about content? What is it about these different podcasts, these different stories that kind of motivates you? And how are you bringing that into your process of kind of like manifesting what happens next for you in this industry? Well, um, sometimes it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, man. Mm. You know, especially after a couple of rough shifts or some long days, uh, things aren't going the way that I planned them to go, right? As what happens in our industry. And when I'm sitting here listening to another chef tell his story about how he was going through the same thing, whether it's getting fired for a job, uh, the opening getting pushed back another two months, which happens wow. all the time, way more often than people think. Uh, right? really does. It really does. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, keep going. I love this, man. And just and how they got through it and came out on the other end, right? You know, they talk about like where they are now as compared to where they were in the middle of it, and you can't see it during the process, right? You know, the what, what is it? The beauty of the forest through the trees, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm just stuck in with the blinders on, grinding, grinding, and grinding, and labor's not dropping. I'm not hitting my numbers, man. My hours aren't going down, and then, you know, the you just you're working so much that uh i end up neglecting those at home the loved ones you know the the biggest issue in my household is that she wants to spend more time with me like that th that's the biggest problem right. and so now you're having problems at home on top of the work issues it's like how am i ever going to get through this and then i hear whether it's your podcast or susio talk and the guy talks about now he opened up his own restaurant or he has his own catering business and these trials and tribulations that he went through were a part of it and i'm like you know this guy did it why can't i do it well, let's run it man come on yes I like it. Yeah. You know, we get, we get stuck in the kitchen. We get trapped as you mentioned those blinders on. So being able to see that there are different ways to approach life in and out of the restaurant, I think is super valuable. And imagine that our loved ones want to spend more time with us. You know, we're so intense. Sometimes we forget, like they really do want to spend more time with us. Sometimes we think like, Hey, I'm going to be working 16 hours. You don't have to worry about me, but that's that's an important balance so let's talk about that a little bit the work-life balance that restaurant life uh you know they call them lifers sometimes for a reason because like you get stuck thinking that that's the only merit and worth and value that you have is what you can do on the job so what are you doing now actively to spend more time with you know with the kids and at home and all that what's what's that look like for you 
Well, um, I've just been blessed with this recent job, man, uh, being the executive chef over at Millie's. Uh, the ownership was even hesitant to talk about it. They were like, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to show you that we're like a family here because everyone says it. Everyone says it and it's all bullshit. So we're just going to show you that we're about it. Um, he said, we want you to go to the ballet recitals and the Little League games, okay? You know, even if it's me having to cover your shift. The owner's at the restaurant right now running Inside Expo for me so I could have a night off. Like, yeah. it's yeah. it's that type of people. And it's so hard, man. It almost it reminds me a little bit of being an active addiction when you're placing something in front of those loved ones, you know? So now it's not the drugs and the alcohol anymore, but it's the work. And it's like, how do you look into the eyes of the woman you love or your kids that just want to spend more time with daddy and say, look, you're so important to me. I love you guys so much, but you'll never be as important as the restaurant. Damn. You know, you guys are the best thing in my life, but you'll always come second. And it's hard, man. It's hard to find that balance between work and family life. And I've just been trying to do a better job of it every day. David, man, that that gave me chills. That's that's serious. Like you always are coming second. And and not to mention though, then for you, you come third, if <laughs> at all, right? Like yeah. if the job comes first and the family maybe comes a distant second, you're not you're not even in the picture, right? right you're you're not even in the race and so i appreciate that you're having to like grapple with that and that's the reality that i think you're trying to put out there that i think is so important is like this is a process like you had you had epiphanies and struggles along the way that have said i need to get on a different path and many of us have and some of us have not right and so the fact that like this is a process i think is part of it too that just because you haven't seen or done a better way yet doesn't mean that you need to get stuck. And I think the problem is so many people are finding their way out of the industry. And I understand respect, like probably you're smarter than most of us. If you get completely out, I had to get out of the kitchen, but like, is there a way for us to find a way forward? And so the fact that you're sober in the kitchen, I want to touch on that for a couple moments because I think we we just fill that void of like how hard it is to work in a restaurant with so many external forces. And so often, like even just to get to sleep, you need to knock yourself out with drugs and alcohol. You're living a different life now. Give us a little bit of a picture of, of what that's like, because here's the first thing. The people that were sober when I was coming up were boring. Like I didn't want to live like them. That looks fucking whack. Like I don't want that life. I want to go out and party and all that. So like, how do we show that you can be a great chef, that there can be this great restaurant lifestyle that doesn't include getting blacked out, wasted and waking up in your car three times a week? Give us a little insight there. Well, it was a, it's been a big transition, man, because the first thing that grabbed me, it, it, it was never the food. The food always came second. You know, <laughs> I like working in a restaurant more than I like cooking food, if that makes Inter sense. Yeah, get, go into that. Talk about that some more. I think that's interesting. So, um, I, you know, the whole home for the misfit, man, that's exactly what it is. And it doesn't matter your race, your sexual orientation. When service starts, is your me's ready? And are we ready to go <laughs> after service? We're going to get beers, maybe doing some other stuff. You're no. coming with us. And the thing about the kitchen, man, we're quick to make your family. If the fucking new guy holds it down on sauté's first couple nights, he's coming out with us, you right. know? And you're, um, you're initiated. What, that's it. 
And what I was quick to learn, though, man, I'm just I'm not one of those guys that could take it and leave it. You know, I, I'm not the I'm not the heavy drinker. I'm not the someone that's just likes to get high every once in a while. Uh, th- that shit ruined my life. Mm. You know, I ended up back. It's the same same situations always jail, detox, rehab, homeless, jobless, rinse and repeat, man, a thousand times. And um, the you know, first day out of detox, first day out of jail, whatever it was, uh, first day out of rehab, back into sober living. It's the same story. I'm going to go get a job at a restaurant because that's all I know. Mm. That's the only thing I know how to do. And I've managed to almost find salvation in the same thing that uh, encouraged my issues to begin with. You know, we don't only just accept the drug and alcohol abuse in our industry. I would come in the in the morning with my hands shaking. I couldn't hold my knife. I'm going through alcohol withdrawals. The chef would come over and give me a shot. But look, man, you're a fucking mess. You need to get right. Drink that. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yep. Been there. Wow. Yeah. I think that's interesting. The salvation piece of it. Like, uh, we just talked to Scott Shadden was just on, on the show talking about the same thing. Kind of like the things that got me into the industry are the things that I hate about it now. Right. And it's hard to grapple with the fact that like so many of the worst decisions I've made or the worst like representations of who I am as a person were on display at times in the kitchen, in the restaurant. Yet I have some of the greatest memories and greatest friendships and bonds from those times. How do you separate those two from each other? The good from the bad. And I think we have to actively do that. And that's what you're doing. You're actively looking at the decisions that you made, the people you surrounded yourself with, who you were professionally and personally. We have to look at each of them and be able to make decisions about what we want in our own futures. And that's a really difficult thing to do. So give us maybe as we kind of wrap here last minute, um, you know, lots of people I think are hearing you right now and feeling you and, and are there, have been there, are needing to get there in what you're talking about. What's what's one thing that, that you'd suggest that they maybe work on? And I know in recovery, you, you don't make suggestions for other people. You do what's for you. But maybe give us some insight what you're doing for you that could help somebody else. Well, uh, the first thing I did, man, I got in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and it changed my life. Mm. And um, it's to, to an outsider, it's not what people really think it is. There's lots of work to do in that program, man. There's a whole process and steps to go through that completely change your life and connect you into this oneness with your higher power that if it's not something you haven't experienced it's really hard to explain sure so the fact that i uh continue to put my sobriety first because without that there is no family there is no job there is no restaurant you know yeah i appreciate that you have you have to prioritize i think that's what i'm hearing from you and i hear i've had to do for myself and heard from a lot of people we have to reprioritize it can't just be what's on the plate it can't just be this brigade system it can't just be the things that yes have been successful to a degree to a point but they've been exposed as not sustainable not viable long term for the business it's why we have labor shortages it's why this is such a struggle of a business we have to do things differently so i appreciate that and david amazing having you on amazing to be able to talk with you you're starting this journey this story Everybody, David Witt, executive chef of Millie's Restaurant and Catering in Florida. I am sure we're going to hear a lot more uh, from David and uh, definitely pop up again. Chef David Witt, is that the um, the social handle there on Instagram? Let's make sure and uh, go follow David and uh, 
You're going to start interacting a lot more. I'm going to hold you accountable. Content. We need your story out there. We need your leadership, my friend. I'm all over it, chef. All right. Appreciate you. You Have a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you. Cheers. All right, everybody. That is it for this episode. Best served podcast 375. Chef David Witt on sobriety in the kitchen, restaurant life balance, and motivational content. So grateful that we get to highlight unsung hospitalities here. I'm looking for you. I'm finding you. You need to reach out. You need to tag us on content. I want your story. We need to hear it. You're one piece of content away from that breakthrough. That's it. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.